At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Amanda Lamb. Today's deep dive conversation is a special extra episode for our listeners about the massive power outage in Moore County with our enterprise executive producer, Ashley Talley. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thank you. Thanks for being here. We're also continuing our series today on Harper v. Moore. It's a Supreme Court case that started here in North Carolina. You can listen to part two of that series today in our WREL daily download feed. But now, first to Moore County. And just a note to our listeners, we are recording this Monday evening. So if there are updates overnight, we will provide some links to you in the show notes. So, Ashley, first of all, you just finished watching a press conference. So this is still really unfolding. Can you go back a little bit in time and tell us how it all started? Yes, this all started Saturday night around 7 p.m. Moore County got the first reports of widespread power outages. We We learned today that the second substation went out within the same hour. So they did not happen at the same time, but within the same hour, two substations were taken um, out of commission, which caused power outages to over 40,000 people, like 45,000 at the height. They've been able to restore about 7,000, power to about 7,000 since then. But this was huge. This is in a county of about 100,000. So many people affected. Right. I mean, a, a, a huge amount of people. What about, That's about half the people in the county. Yeah. So you're dealing with two emergencies. You know, immediately you've got this power loss, but then this appears to be a criminal act, a shooting at these two substations. So there's a lot going on here. They're they're looking for suspects, but then they're also trying to restore power and also protect people and get them out of the cold. Tell me some of the things that are happening right now that have happened in the last 24 hours. Yes. So the sheriff and some other officials came out yesterday, so Sunday afternoon, and said that they were um, instituting a curfew of 9 p.m. last night to try to keep people safe. There were a couple of accidents that happened when the uh, stoplights went out on Saturday night. So they're trying to keep as many people home as possible. They also opened shelters for people that don't have another way of getting their homes heated that were cold, um, that didn't have fireplaces or generators. Um, They immediately started guarding these two substations where like you said, somebody fired into transformers, shutting them down. And they also closed schools today. You know, also people had, you know, weren't able to heat their homes, but the schools also didn't have power for the most part. And then businesses, obviously, exactly. open. So this is a really, this has a huge impact. So I know you uh, were kind of helping manage this coverage, but you also got personally involved Sunday night. You, you did an interview. Who'd you interview and what did they have to say? Yeah, I was so lucky. I talked to John Wellinghoff. He is former head of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. So he knows exactly how these things work. Um, I, I found his cell phone number. I called him. He called me right back. He was going to walk into a play in Berkeley, California. Wow. I know. And Good he, timing. It was. And he was like, what happened? And he was like, wow, I can't believe they took out two substations. He called me back during intermission and we did the interview. And he really explained how this is not just a an act of vandalism. He said that when somebody puts a high-powered rifle, um, a a bullet, through the case of a transformer, it goes into 
the coils, shorts it out, and that device is no longer operable. It cannot be fixed. It has to be replaced. And he said it's not like you have an extra one at the next substation or, or, or down the road. A lot of times these have to actually be rebuilt, which is why the power outage two days later is still going on. So it's a very specific crime. It's almost as if whoever did this absolutely knew what they were doing. It does seem that way. Um, we have asked the sheriff and other officials if they know if um, that this was preplanned, that this was an organized attack. They say they're looking into that. They don't know. But what Mr. Wellinghoff told me is um, he studied a similar thing that happened in San Jose back in 2013 when this exact thing happened. Uh, substations were shot at, took taken off the grid. And he worries that some information that came out back then in a Wall Street Journal article actually could be informative. Tutorial. To, tutorial. Telling somebody exactly. how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, this situation could also be that for, for other other people in the future. So it's an evolving situation. We're hearing power might not be restored till Thursday, which is really difficult for people in that county. What are some of the biggest concerns? I mean, obviously, the temperatures are really, they've dipped very low at night. They have. It was down in the 20s overnight last night. It is not warming up a heck of a lot uh, the rest of this week. So that's obviously one of the big things. Another thing is there are a ton of um, assisted living facilities there, and it's, it's a little bit of an aging county. So you have a lot of older people that that need help. This is you know, that's difficult. It's a crisis. I mean, it, this is it, it an is emergency in that county. And another person we spoke with this morning, our reporter Laura Levine talked with him. Um, he said, you know, these people did not take into consideration people that are on oxygen machines or CPAP machines, like that need stuff plugged in to live. Right. So they're really trying to get to those people right now, I'm sure. Well, we will be back after the break with more from Ashley Talley on the investigation into what appears to be a targeted attack on Moore County's power system. Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. I'm talking with Ashley Talley about the unprecedented situation in Moore County. So Moore County Sheriff Ronnie Fields has says this appears to be a criminal occurrence. He says it's something in his 40 years in law enforcement. He's never seen anything like this before. Tell me who is involved in this investigation, because it's not just the Moore County Sheriff's Office. No, it has gone to the state level and now national. We know that the FBI plus the State Bureau of Investigations are now assisting. Um, at the press conference that was held today, Monday evening, the governor was there. Um, Eddie Buffalo, the head of the Department of Public Safety, was there offering their assistance, um, NC Emergency Management. It, this is a, a national operation at this point. 
Yeah, and and the sheriff, I know in an earlier press conference, talked about the people who did this as cowards. I mean, it was clear that he is really upset that someone would do this and target so many of the citizens in his county. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I thought his use of the word cowards in that press conference that he did Sunday was really interesting because he said they did something that affected so many people and they're not coming out and explaining themselves or taking responsibility for it or anything like that. Um, Gilbert Bays talked with the sheriff today. They have a long running history. They've known each other for, for decades. And a couple of the quotes or a couple of the things that he said to Gilbert really stuck out to me. Um you know, this is an older guy. He's been sheriff for a while. He's been in law enforcement for many years. And he said, it's scary. We're facing things today that I never in my lifetime thought we'd be facing. When this thing really happened, I thought, oh, my Lord, we're close to a military base. The unrest across our nation, it's scary. When things like this start happening as a law enforcement officer that you're sworn an oath to protect the citizens here, it's very scary. I don't sleep very good at night. Wow. I mean, that's intense. He, he's he's taking this personally, not for him, but for the people that he serves. And so that's that's something that you don't hear often from a very experienced uh, law enforcement officer and a sheriff. So I know this is early in the investigation, but we have to talk about this. There has been a lot of controversy over a drag show uh, that was being held at the Sunrise Theater in Southern Pines. And there had been a lot of talk online about this specifically, that people might be targeting this. And now there's talk that, hey, was this the target of this? Because when the power went out, that show was going on. Yeah. And that show ended up having to stop because of this. So, you know. So I can actually take you back in this okay, story. We, yeah, please do. Um, I worked on Thanksgiving. And we went through various stories with Chelsea Donovan, and we ended up telling this story because already back then, this community was experiencing a ton of um, infighting and angst over this. It's something called the Downtown Divas. It's a drag show that was put on, like you said, at the at the theater downtown. Um, a local Christian school actually sent a letter to all parents warning them about it, saying that it was an attack on all children in Moore County. So it's, you know, the organizers um, who, who had been planning this drag show, like we have been super forthcoming and open about everything. And, and, you know, they said, actually, I think it was the theater that said, okay, like, we're going to make this an 18 and up show. This is not about, you know, any nefarious thing that anybody might think that it is. For adults. For adults, right, exactly. So that started back then, and it's just been growing since then. So that's, you know, in in the past two weeks, it's gotten even more. We got um, the permits that were applied for for this. Um, the protesters, like on the protesting side, something called Moore County Patriots. And they um, were going to protest or they did protest outside the venue. They did protest, yeah. Okay. And we have pretty active video where you see a ton of supporters there, you know, there to support the performers and those that are attending the show, um, put on by Sandhills Pride. And then you have a pretty large contingent of, of protesters as well. We... Um, we, we talked with the guy this afternoon. He wouldn't go on camera. I said he didn't trust the media, but who applied for that protest permit against the event. And he told our Matt Tallhelm, um, he said, all I can tell you is that God, something like God told us where to be and we were there. Mm, okay. So there's still an investigation into whether or not there's a link. We is, cannot is what say that there's like. a link. We've asked multiple Correct. times in multiple ways and there's just, there's no proof at this point. I but gotcha. 
social media, so much of the talk around to this is surrounds that. So just to take you to that timeline, like you were saying, the show started at 7. About 7.40 is when the power went out. We talked to one of the performers, Naomi Dix, today, who was one of the um, you know performers that night. And she said that she didn't know what was going on at first, um, but that they they actually she actually had people turn on their cell phone lights and she kept performing for a while right during so it. because they had no power exactly right. so I I love that we also talked to another person inside who was in the audience who said when the light when the power went out she was terrified and she was waiting for gunshots right because we've just recently had uh, violence against that community Club in Q in Colorado right. yeah I mean excuse me in Colorado yep. Um, and so obviously there's there's fear there around that kind of an event that that you might be the target. So But again, no direct no link direct at this link. point. Okay. That is something we'll continue to follow all this Just week. Continue to to look at that. So we did mention in the first half of the show it could be as late as Thursday. Walk us through why this is taking so long. I know you said that these parts literally have to be replaced. It's not like you can just fix this. Yes, exactly. Um Again, back to John Wellinghoff, the former head of the um, Energy Regulatory Commission, said he said it's not like it's not like a cookie cutter. You can't just replace them with another one. Jeff Brooks, a spokesman for Duke in the press conference today, said it's not like changing a light bulb. These are high level technical things that often um, have to be made sort of a custom for that particular substation that they're at. So that can take days. They're still giving us the estimate of Thursday, but um, I think some people fear it could be longer. And how's the community there coping? I mean, you mentioned, you know, people in assisted living, uh, people that really can't handle these temperatures. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a lot of unrest there right now. Yeah, the shelters are open. Only a couple dozen people have used those so far. Um, and what I've seen is really the community coming together. They are offering hot meals today at one of the uh, parking lots of a grocery store there. Tomorrow, somebody's giving a hot dog lunch to anybody that wants it. You know, So you do see people coming together, coming out. Um, Duke Energy has pledged $100,000 to help the community get back on its feet. These are smaller towns, you know, Sanford, Carthage, Bass. Like this is not a, a Raleigh-Durham where you have a massive infrastructure that can respond to something like this. So it seems that the community itself is really bonding, coming together to to help one another. Yeah, and I saw even some of the places that did have a generator or did still have power were offering, uh, you can come charge your phone. Yes. Which is a big thing that we only think about in snowstorms and hurricanes, but exactly. you know, they're dealing with something like that. And that was what somebody in the community told Gilbert today. They said, this is worse than a hurricane because we have time to prepare for a hurricane. We can stop, we can get our generators, we can get our power stocked up, we can get non-perishable food. This came out of nowhere on a Saturday night in December. Right, exactly. Well, I know we will continue to follow this, Ashley, and you will continue to follow this. Thank you so much for sharing what you know and your insight about this developing story. And thanks for listening to the WREL Daily Download. You can also listen to entire WREL newscasts in podcast form. Find WREL newscasts in your podcast app. The feed is updated with new newscasts multiple times per day. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.